Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Keeson. With me on the show today, Debbie G and Neo Positivity. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And as usual, we have a full house in the house. A full house in the house? Is that possible? I mean, you have a house squeezed inside a house. I don't know. But we have a full house in the house today because, of course, Neo and Debbie are here, as I always love them to be on Fridays. And they're both smiling. Debbie was actually doing a song from an old Disney movie a little while ago. She was very, very happy with it. And then our guest was joining in. We were thinking about actually turning them into a duet, but we haven't quite signed them to the contract yet. So maybe for the next episode. But for this episode, we're going million to dollar this. signing bonus. There you go, right there. Love it. Boom. But for this episode, we're just going to introduce our guest. Her name is uh, Claudia. Claudia Thompson. She is a, a a moon-based astrologer. Do I have that correct, Claudia? Oops, you're you're muted here. Let's see what's going on here. All of a sudden, we have She's, no microphone. She is break. Claudia. I'll, I'll help you out. Claudia is a lunar astrologer. She's an Emmy Award-winning lunar astrologer who's been doing this for the better part of over forty years, and she's one of the most extraordinary lunar astrologers we've ever met. And one of the fun things that I love about the moon, and what we're all going to discover today, is that your moon sign is truly—it's truly your inner being. It's really, it's really indicative of that. But Claudia can explain it much better than I can. Let's see if we have a mic. Can we hear you now? Yeah. Nope, we're not hearing you now. You might have to bring <laughs> the audio on the iPad and just don't bring that one to the screen. So what I can tell you all about the moon is that Right now we're, we're, we're in what's called a Mercury retrograde shadow. And Claudia is going to tell us all about that. And what else? Let's see. How about this? While she's getting it all figured out, how's your week been, everybody? Uh, I've had a great week. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to, Claudia, Claudia drop, drop completely out and come back. Yeah, it's probably the smart thing to do at this point. There you go. What's been going on this week, gentlemen? Well, actually, I celebrated a birthday this week. Who did? I did. How do I not know that? I don't know. <gasps> I almost put it in the group chat, and I, I was just like, let me just send it straight to Walt. Yeah, sorry, Debbie. I'm, something told well, me that I was already pow-wowed about it. Me, me, me. I made it to the big 6-5 today, so. Woo! Today? Today, or actually Wednesday, this week. Happy birthday to you. Claudia sings a beautiful birthday song. Walt, forgive me. 65. Well, that's all right. You rock star hey, you. It just means you weren't on social media to see the notification. That's all. So no big deal. It's quite probable because my son my son and Miranda came in to visit uh, me, and they're here right now. They're down at the beach. I just oh, dropped nice. them off and then got back here. And, yeah, it's really – it's been a phenomenal week. Happy, happy birthday. So what is your moon sign? Uh, I am a sun Taurus moon in um, Cancer. Wow, you're a moon child. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Good, that means you can hear me. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> the well, ultimate you know, technical test. Because uh, the moon's the moon. It's not. It's your sun's in Taurus, but the moon when it's in Taurus is exalted, and the and in Cancer it's at home. So um, you know, emotional security is your top priority, and oftentimes in our culture that translates. It translates into two things: money and home. 
So Cancer Moon, those are the people who have the hidden bank accounts. Well, it's so well hidden, I don't even know where it is. We'll see. There <laughs> well, you know, this eclipse, though, is going to be in the sign of secrets and lies, Scorpio. So it's going to pop the lid off a lot of things, a lot of disclosures. Maybe you'll find that money. Okay. All right. I, we need to I'm reel all in favor. This back. We need to reel this back and start from this, the beginning for rookies <laughs> like me who don't know what you just said. Okay, so... <laughs> The, the money lit you up, didn't it? And you went, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute here. So uh, the reason that I, I became a, a lunar astrologer is because the moon's really the doorway to your universe. And it's the aspect of our lives that we haven't paid attention to because we are running to this calendar that was created most recently, the Gregorian calendar. And uh, that was created by a pope. And you notice some months have one, a certain number of days, some months have less. There's no, no talk about waxing and waning. It's go, go, go till you burn out. Very solar oriented. But the moon is actually because our bodies as adults are 70 to 86% water. So that gives us an inextricable link to the tides in the oceans. Our bodies are made of the same stuff as the earth. Our souls are star stuff. So the heavens and earth combine in us. We each are a universe. But the way that we can live healthier and wealthier, I posit, is by following these true rhythms of life, which are the rhythms of the moon. They move the tides. If you look outside, everything that you see growing on our planet is by virtue of this relationship that's just natural between sun, moon, and earth. So... Some people say the moon is a satellite. It was brought in. Who cares? It's by divine design, and it's what our bodies run to in truth. So when you start to realize that there's two weeks of waxing, outward, active, building light that you can boogie on from an ignition point at the new moon to the, full, to the fruition or culmination at the full moon, then you have waxing or diminishing light. Light equals energy. So as the energy grows, the energy grows. As the energy, as the light diminishes, our energy does as well. So when you follow the phases, and I have a bonus for anyone who's interested, who wants to, um, you know, to, to message me at Moon Powered Astrology on Facebook or at Moon Powered, um, at Claudia at MoonPoweredAstrology.com, which is my email. If you put moon phases in the subject line, I will send you a way to start having fun with tracking these phases with simple keywords and energies. It's the ultimate unerring clock in our world. So you will see how moonrise and moonset occur at the same time, every cycle, same time. And you can start and you'll know. You'll look up and you go, oh, this is what the energy is doing. So, by the way, the stock market actually uses, utilizes the rhythms of the moon. And because they understand buy, sell, waxing, waning. So it's really the true insider information. Hmm. And the sun represents your spirit expression. The way you came to shine through your personality and your conscious expression in the world. It's what you want. It represents your vitality health-wise. And the moon 
represents your subconscious, which many, Dr. Joe Dispenza, many people doing work with this now say that 95%, Bob Proctor said it too, 95% of our operating systems is subconscious. That is the, that's the purview of the moon. So you can see how the moon, it becomes so important to understand the moon. The moon has to do with the way you perceive nurturing and security from conception on. It's where you come home to yourself. So when you're in a relationship, you see the sunshine, the rising sign, which is the way we present ourselves to the world, but who someone is behind closed doors, what they're gonna, what they are going to need is described by the moon. The moon is also where you meet the public. It has to do with your soul. And it also points to health wise. It points to your emotional, um, you know, your emotional body because all ease or dis-ease has its, uh, its insemination in an emotional environment. So if you address spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical health, you can begin to hear the message before it has to become physical, where it's in your face getting your attention. So um, I hope that explained a little bit of why this can be so powerful. When you start to flow with the phases, you find that you're able to use each one of the eight phases of transformation in the cycle to manifest what you want and the, uh, the road signs that tell you what you are aiming to leave behind because the moon reveals these things, especially at a full moon. The new moon two weeks ago, well, actually on the um, 3rd, 4th of May was in Taurus. One of the overarching themes of the year is described by what is called the lunar nodes. This has to do with something called the ecliptic. But to put it simply, the north node tells you collectively where we're being asked to move forward. The south node tells you where collectively we are being asked to move away from. So we had a new moon eclipse lovely energies in Taurus. Taurus says, like that movie years ago, show me the money. So Taurus is really about values. So we are in a year, but particularly the next six months, new light, new information is being kicked into the management of our stuff on all those levels that I mentioned, especially the physical one, because Taurus is the earthiest girl of the zodiac. It's an earth sign. So it asks you, if you could make a fresh start regarding your finances, your relationships, what you need to be who you are, what would be your top values, your top priorities? Because your values inform your vision of life. Your vision determines your decisions. So setting intentions at the time of an eclipse is really important. Solar eclipses, we just had a partial solar eclipse, 65%. Uh, of the um, of the sun was of the moon was eclipsed. We couldn't see it. It's a new moon. There's no light at the new moon, but we felt it, and so it opened a door, saying all your your plan, your vision, your dreams, and the bold ideas that you had in, with the Aries energy that came in now are asking what resources you need, what you're willing to do to ground. To ground your dream and your vision in the real world. And Taurus says, you know, calm down. 
Um, yeah, Joe, um, I mean, some people hold more water. Some people don't drink enough water. You know, um, uh, people who, for instance, if someone has a rising sign in cancer, I'm answering a chat, something in the chat from Joe. Um, if, uh, babies. Well, well babies. actually, here, let me, let me step in and read it so that our people that are listening and they're not on Thank can you. actually, can hear it. Sure. Uh, it's just, it says our bodies are mostly water, but you said 70 to 86%. Do you happen to know why there's such a difference in some people? It totally makes sense that the moon affects us because of this, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. We're tidal beings. So, um, so yeah. So babies are even more water. I think that's why they're so squishy and wonderful. <laughs> and, and you know and and oftentimes women can be more watery in their physical makeup not naturally so muscular etc so it just varies from person to person but really they are saying that one of the causes of ill health is the fact that we don't that, that many of us don't have enough water content meaning um you know one of the things i noticed when when a low fat diet became a really big deal People started eliminating salt from their diets. Some people salt their food before they even taste it. So it's having that balance between sodium and potassium. So your body has the right flow of water. Having your lymph, your inner ocean in good shape. In other words, moving, moving every day, getting your inner ocean moving. So your own tidal pool is healthy and moving things out and keeping that inner ocean healthy because that's your immune system. So I'm curious. I'm yeah. curious. Um, Neo, did you check your moon sign? Yeah, I just looked. I, unfortunately, I don't know my time. and You, you don't need that, to know your moon. Well, it's, I just put it in. It says your, it changes on my day from Aries to Taurus. So I'm kind what, of what degree out. are you coming up with, sweetie? I'm a second degree black belt. What? <laughs> Neo, Neo's a second degree black belt. I'm, well, that's very Aries of you, I must say. But what degree is it showing in that chart you're looking up? Uh, I just click go, and it just says it goes. You're on shareware, right? You're on shareware. I'm we're on, on we're on cafeastrology.com slash what's Yeah, 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 yeah. And cafe astrology is pretty good, but I'm going to run it for you myself, sweetie, because I've got a pro program right here. Nice. <laughs> Always right. go to the professional. So um, I'm seeing Neo Positivity, but I don't think that's your name. No, no, my name is Nehemiah. You need the you need the whole name or what you need? I think Nehemiah is pretty good. Okay, so Thank let's you. see. Um, where were you born? Camden City, New Jersey. Okay. C A M D boy. Okay, let's see, New Jersey. New Jersey, Camden. Yes. Just I just have to scroll a little bit to get these uh, coordinates in. My computer decided to die forever. So that's Aww. something that I'm affirming from the universe. It finally, it's going to the graveyard somewhere. And I can that, find it. It went to the great thing. IT room in the sky. Yeah, for real. Okay, and your birth date? March 9, 81. My sister's birthday. Nice. 81? Correct. And you don't know the time? No. Okay. So.
let's look at this cusp situation. Hopefully we'll at least Your be able moon, to eliminate the two things. Well, the moon moves every two hours by a degree. And this is saying that, uh, that your moon is at four degrees of Taurus. Um, would you be willing to admit that you're stubborn? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. I don't like to lose. Well, that can be Aries too. Um, we know that you're really sensitive, Pisces sun. Yeah. You've got Mars right there. So you're also, uh, if, if when you're, you know, you really have to choose the high side of that sun because Pisces, um, can also rule addiction. It's very important that you have your spiritual connection and the things that inspire you, in, in, you know, close at hand mm-hmm. all the time. And you're very, 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 uh, powerful around imagineering. Oh, yeah. You we know, can attest so, to that. Yeah. Imagination. I, I play a heck of make believe. <laughs> and very, very psychically sensitive as well. So, you know, the challenge is when you don't trust your gut, when you don't trust that knowingness, you can fall off track. But uh, the Taurus moon is, as I was mentioning with this eclipse, it's very earthy. It, um, it, it really, uh, it, it needs nature. You find that that's true for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I mean, we all need nature. That kind of goes without saying, but there's something when you have a Taurus moon. That's, I mean, there's just a relationship with nature that's so, uh, so deep, so natural. So is it, is it a Taurus moon for two hours? You are in four degrees of this, this, what I ran is four degrees of Taurus and, um, it comes up four degrees of Taurus, but the time, let me see what time this ran. So, you know, that could be like, um, uh, eight, 8 a.m., for instance. Now, I mean, like, right, does, will that change in two hours? My four degrees? Um, of no, the, 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 uh, the moon, like, like all the signs, goes through 29 degrees and, and, uh, you know, 99 minutes before it comes to zero degrees of the next sign. So, I would say that it would really be, and this is true for anybody who's listening. The count of birth, there are times in our modern world where the birth does not get, the birth time does not get recorded, but it's rare. And Nehemiah, you are, you may be a very old soul, but you're not a very old person. So I would say to go to the county of your birth, you can go online and get your birth certificate. I got my birth certificate. It just ain't written on there. It really isn't. Is your mama mama still alive? Yeah, but her and my dad got two different stories. Well, And neither one of them remember what they had for dinner last night. (laughs) Okay. But she might know if you were born in the morning or at night. Well, that's what I'm saying. They got two different stories. I'm pretty sure her story is at night and his is in the morning. Okay. Well, if it was at night, then you probably, you know, chances are you were born with the moon in Taurus. Nice. I, I, I'm going to go with your mom's answer because we know she was there. <laughs> you know, Aries is a long Aries, time, man. Aries is very fiery, and the thing about having a moon in Aries, which is uh, more comfortable sometimes for 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 a man, but it can be Aries is me first. So you have a dance between the Pisces, very sensitive, very poetic and giving, 
and the Taurus uh, and and the Aries would be, um, yeah, that's all lovely. However, this is what I need. It can be, you know, it can be fiery. It's fiery. And it's very self-focused on purpose because Aries is a sign that's here to do the self. But That's um, why I like you know, the law of attraction because the more you give, it's a selfish act. You're going to get back tenfold, you know, and the more you do, you get it back tenfold selfish. Now, so I always told people it's more of a, you know, on a download, it's kind of a selfish act, all the nice things that I do for people and stuff like that. Because I know I'm going to get back tenfold. So, yeah, it makes sense. It makes well, so, sense. see, so this is the thing. It's like uh, Aries is ruled by Mars. Taurus is ruled by Venus. So it's two very different ways of operating, actually. You know, um, to, uh, Aries says, uh, I am. The initiatory spark of the universe manifesting in human form. And then Taurus says, well, here's what I need to be who I am. So, yeah, yeah. mentally, (laughs) mentally, I would say I've spent a vast majority of my life in a Taurus headspace, you know? Well, the moon and the moon, because as you can see how much it influences our lives, we really do have to nurture, nourish our lunar nature so that it will kind of give it up and let the sun shine the way our sun came to shine. Because the moon is, it's kind of like where the bodies are buried, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The moon's where the bodies are buried. Well, my bodies are buried in, mine are buried in... Libra. uh, Libra. So are Joe's. His buried in Libra, too. And we're opposite sides of the sun. So relationship. Really important. The Aquarius can, uh, you know, the Aquarius can be very ascetic. Not that it doesn't need relationship, but it needs friends, groups, organizations yeah one-on-one not so easy so i'm describing debbie sun sign in aquarius and that libra vibration is what's called a trine in astrology like when the triangle things it's very harmonious those two energies but but the libra the, the whereas the aquarius says i'm off on an adventure to help humanity libra says well wait a minute i don't want to go alone you know in aquarius there's no me either i want a big group to go with Bigger the better. And and Libra's like, well, uh, one-on-one. So you get the one-on-one handled, the balance, which is really what Libra's about. And we've actually had months now of an odd thing happening, and that's Mars and Venus, which I just mentioned. Mars and Venus traveling together. It's been one of the the themes, the divine uh, dispensational messages of the year. Because That's a Paul McCartney album. Is Venus it? and Mars are all, all right tonight. Who? Paul Which McCartney, one? the Beatles. That's cool. It, I didn't know one, that. One, 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 of his, one of his albums was Venus and Mars. A line from the song is Venus and Mars are all right tonight. Did you just say you're going to Google the Beatles? <laughs> yeah, I'm writing it down. No, yeah, no, no. Too. You don't tell. No, no. Wait. Hold no, tight. I've heard of the Beatles. They sang the song The Monkeys, right? They had a TV show. You're so fired. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. The Monkeys. That the wasn't monkeys. their TV show? I'm going to buy me a dog. That's the Monkeys. <laughs> Mars and Venus, not a dog. No, that's, that's the Monkeys. That's the dog star. <laughs> <laughs> the, but we digress. 
What did I start here? That's what I'm trying the to Beatles, figure out. The Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Let it be. Yeah. Let it be. Let and, that's, that? and that's one of the things that this Taurus eclipse also. You really means. don't know the Beatles? Yeah. I've, I've heard of them. It's 81. Yeah, we are. I'm waiting for them to come He's out with a movie. A... <laughs> <laughs> they, they all came out in the 60s, Neo. <laughs> New Edition got a movie. Janet Jackson got a series. I'm waiting for them to come out with a movie. I hear they were great and they were all like, lovey dubby, bring the world and peace together. So I'm waiting to hear. More John about Lennon, him. John Lennon, imagine. Yeah, you'll you know what? Actually, just that song right there. Just John Lennon, imagine. Just watch. I've heard of just John listen. Lennon and Paul McCartney. Greatest musical adventure <laughs> yep. of your life. John Lennon, script, imagine. Right? Yeah. I mean, that was that was if he didn't do anything else but left that on the planet. Oh yeah, that was one of his best pieces you know, of work. Yeah, that's wow. that's the most amazing song. It, 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 imagine all the people. Mm-hmm. Imagine all the people. Oh, I know that song. Living Is that just him, or that's the group? The, that's there you him. go. Group, that's the Beatles. No, that's well, no, 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 that's, that's John, John Lennon. Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon. Yeah. Oh, so the rest of them ain't in there? That's when he no. broke off, I guess? Not, no, he I, and Yoko I think, would he get, yeah. I think off. Ringo may have uh, played on that album, but I'm Drums. not sure. Now yeah. I feel like I need to get my co my, my co squirt from this morning, Jody Cortez, back on. His first gig was with Boz Gags. He played oh with my gosh. Crosby, Stills, and Nash for years. Wow. And amazing. And he just literally sent me uh, some pictures that have to do with the Beatles and said, remind me to tell you the story. So something big is in the air today. Apparently, it's a Beatles kind of role. I guess. What a trip. My kids are more into the Beatles than I was into the Beatles. And I'm looking at Neo, and and, and it skipped his generation. What a just mind-boggling to me. Music is so extraordinary. Yeah, it is. And it goes in waves, phases. Everything does it, though. Like, the NFL does that. You know, all of a sudden, everybody will have – it'll be the run game. It's everything for 10 years. And then it's the pass game. It's everything for 10 oh. years. And then the kickers will be – the kickers never missed a ball for 30 years. Now, all of a sudden, in the last three years, everyone's missing everything. It's insane. They haven't changed anything. So, yeah, everything kind of goes in waves like that. That could be plugged into astrology, too, I'll bet you. You know what, Claudia, I wanted to, we, we kind of breezed past something that I wanted to key on because I believe it's one of my, uh, I don't want to say weaknesses, I'll say my challenging areas. Um, you talked about the form of Taurus being, I guess, looking for validation in other, you know? Yeah, it, well, it's, uh, it's, it's what we need to be who we are. It's what we value. What do you, you know, what are our values? Which so is how the do underpinning you, of every relationship. How do you switch out of that mind frame? Because that mind frame, I think that's what's been holding me back all of these years. Okay, can you state the mind frame for me again, please? I don't want to say looking for validation, but in a way it kind of is. It's like you Um, need, like you don't feel like you're the bomb or you don't feel good until you get that promotion or until you get that car. And then you got your sights set on something new and you're like, ah. So since 20, since, uh, 2011, Pluto has been traveling through Capricorn. Why do I mention that? Because Pluto um, unearths, it's the roto-rooter of the zodiac, and it's <laughs> about power. And it and in Capricorn, Capricorn is about status. So when you talk about, you're talking about um, empowering yourself, so that, and we are seeing the collapse of our old ideas of status. 
One example, I have to have five houses, or I at least have to have more than he does. Because then, that's success. As opposed to, I'm healthy. I'm healthy in body, mind, and spirit. Therefore, I am wealthy. So it's reprogramming the mind. Pisces, your solar energy, is the champion of the underdog. And the challenge with Pisces, the lower vibration that has been afoot on the planet, we're coming out of the Piscean age, victimhood and suffering. We've been taught that suffering is a virtue. We've been taught that the avatar of the age suffered and died on a cross of matter. So we are coming out of this into, we're being asked, not lightly either, on April 12th, we had something happen that only happens every 166 years. Jupiter and Neptune, two planets that co-rule the sign of Pisces, met. That happens once every 166 years. On April 12th, they met. Mid-May, we'll begin to feel that energy start to dissipate. But it, the energy in its highest form said, dream bigger than you've ever dreamed and take a leap of faith. Connect to the divine and know that the word impossible means I'm possible. Mm. So in mid-May, well, it's already happening, but Venus was there. Mars was there. So Venus, the receptive magnetic principle of our, what, what we find pleasure in, how we attract what we need. Mars, how do I go after it? Wherever Mars goes, energy flows. Jupiter, what do I want to grow? What do I want to expand? Am I going to be overindulgent and addictive or am I going to get that vision, plan, dream that I talked about and grow that? Who am I going to be to grow that and fertilize it? Neptune, the dream, magic, where we connect with the divine and we slip the surly bonds of our earthly perspective. So this was all in Pisces in April. And that set us up for these big shifts. We are in a pivotal year right now. We're between 2012 and 2032. We're at the midpoint of this time of collapse and reinvention. The words that I talk about for 2022 are reinvention, reevaluation, and reimagining. So Pisces is the Imagineer. But like I said, it has to stay in touch with what is inspiring. So now you're going to have some help coming along. We've got Uranus in Taurus. It's shaking everything up. It's the god of chaos. It's upsetting apple carts. It's upsetting the financial system. All the things that seem to be the real physical stuff of our world. Venus has moved into Aries. It says, what do you want? What do you really want? Mars is still in Pisces. So Mars could be energizing some of those less than, those underdog feelings that Pisces can go into. Because it's not very linear. It can be really confusing in its energy. It rules fog. Neptune rules fog. Neptune's going to stay in Pisces. Can I ask you something? When you say it's in Pisces, I'm a little confused because we're past no, March 23rd. So how is Mars still in Pisces? When okay, we're so the in? sun travels through a sign about every 30 days. So the sun's moved on. Okay. 
The moon's gone through every sign in each 28, 29 and a half day cycle also. But Mars takes 22 months to go around one time. Uh-huh. Venus, 15 months. Neptune, 160 plus years. Jupiter, 12 years. Therefore, you got a new Jupiter cycle that began when Jupiter moved into Pisces. At a certain point, it crossed your solar vibration and asked you, what's your big dream? Personally, what's your big dream? And how are you going to harness the magnificence of source within you, that unending light that you are? How are you going to harness that every day so that you are inspired? So you choose what elevates you, not what upsets you. So now we have next week on the 10th, it's a big day. We've got Mercury moving in retrograde motion in one of the signs it rules, Gemini, until June 3rd. So it starts at 5 degrees of Gemini. It's going to back up to 26 degrees of Taurus. That's going to be relevant for you. We're assuming Nehemiah for the moment that your moon is in Taurus. But we know we got Walt sitting here with a Taurus sun and me sitting here with a Taurus moon. So it's going to back up into the latter degrees. So, deep pocket full of patience handy. Technological communication and transportation snafus. Really breathe and keep a sense of humor and an open heart. With things moving out of Pisces into Aries, it says take the compassion with you. Be determined, now that the sun's in Taurus, be determined to be compassionate, to be in your heart. So we also, that same day, Jupiter moves out of Pisces and into Aries. This is really relevant because the zodiac in Western astrology begins with Aries. Here's your fresh start. What are you going to grow? And one of the things that it will do with Venus there is it will ramp up your self-confidence. Right? Big smile. Love that. Yes, you got it. Right. No, because it's it's crazy because I'm listening to you talking and the past... 30 days, 45 days have probably been the most important, biggest days in my life that like everything's been, I've been trying some new mental exercises and a lot of it is keying on confidence. Uh, I was talking about last week, uh, jinxing things into existence. I kind of called it like just, you know, just being so confident. You get to that point where you're like, all right, maybe I shouldn't be this confident and pushing through and being even more confident right at that point. Um, And then I've been getting the turnaround's been amazing. Um, cause that's what I've been saying. I think I found it y'all all these years. I've been looking for the one major awesome. secret to the law of attraction. Um, so I've been just manifesting all these different crazy situations in the past 30 days have been amazing. And they have been based on that confidence. And that's why I was talking to you earlier about the whole, you know, my biggest weakness is confidence. Um, I'm very confident in, in my stats, in my past. So I can, I can talk trash and be confident about what I've done. But as far as me going forward, I, I'm still that Taurus, that validation. Like, I, I, the next thing I want is this 30 foot, 34 foot trailer. And it's like, until I get it, I'm just not there. I, I <laughs> well, you know, what I mean, in, in my heart, it, in my mind, it's telling me, all right, you know, use your mental exercises. And I'm trying to, you know, battle the ego in all the best ways that I've learned to. But that is the battle. 
it's like I'm okay, jumping in here. No, 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 no. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Hold on there, cowboy. The school marm has arrived. I, 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 I. Okay. Validation. How about this instead? Acknowledgement. Okay. Recognition. They feel different than validation. And fair warning. Whenever I put myself into my achievements, if I if I didn't succeed or I lose the achievement, like went back in the day and I was killing it out there and making a shit ton of money and doing all this. When I owned, that's where my value was. When it went, I lost me. So the idea here is to see, is that really true? If I have this thing that I am that, that I, or is it true that I am that now rather than when I get it? And I understand you doing your mental exercises, drop into your heart. And Claudia is really great with heart drops. She teaches the best heart drops every single solitary Monday. But when we drop into our heart, we can appreciate where we're at in the present. Because if you're thinking about the thing that you need to think that you need, you're off the true future trip in anywho, right? Mm-hmm. So then you're, how the hell are you going to manifest from that? Yo, you're muted. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, I'm like, that's why he goes kicking in my back in the first place, because I'm not here. I'm off visiting somewhere else, making this moment just a means to an end. So I, it's kind of, I, I recognize and I know it's happening, but it's that, you know how it is. When that first initial thought comes in and you're like, ah, oh, I don't have it yet. And then it's Can like, I, all right, the battle's well, let's, so, so <laughs> I want to offer you. Yeah, but I want to offer something really quickly. I want to offer this. And we do have a question from the audience, too. But I want to offer this, Neil. Being present, you are really great with setting an alarm, right? Mm-hmm. One day, all you need to do is just one day. Every half an hour, every 15 minutes, do whatever you've got to do. Am I present? And practice. Oh, that's the, every alarm I have, that's the very first thing that gets done. I go, I get present to the point where sometimes I feel my hands. All right, I'm here. Nothing else matters. And when I, as soon as I get present, I start, as soon as I get present, I start appreciating everything that I, I've been, I've been retired since I was 28. What the hell am I complaining about? And then I start going through everything and I'm like, I'm living, you know, I'm living a great life. And it, but it's like, I keep having to go through that. And I know it's not, you know, the ego's never going to stop, but I would like to be in a headspace where my a first thought is Aries like I am versus Taurus like. After I get that, I will be. Well, that's, you know, that's Capricorn, sweetie. That's not just Taurus. That's where the whole world is going through. Pluto is big. Pluto shows the collective shadow. It's an outer planet and it's in the sign of status. And that's what we're undoing. I've been watching the tiny house shows lately and I look at, you know, and I'm, I'm just really recalibrating what, how big a space do I need, et cetera. But when she's talking about being present and the heart drop, if you put your feet on the floor right now, put your palms up in your lap and just go here with me. This will just take a minute. Close your eyes and just begin to take to breathe in and out. Just allow the breath and notice where it is in your body. And if your belly isn't moving, if you're not breathing fully, Feel the next breath come from below the soles of your feet. Earth energy 
wafting up through your whole body, filling every cell on the inhalation. And then exhale a little longer than you inhale. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Now on the next breath, it comes up, filling every cell, comes to the top of your head, and about 18 inches above your head is some beautiful light that now pours down through your crown chakra on the exhale. So inhale from below your feet, all the way up. Exhale with the light coming down through your crown chakra. On the next breath, you inhale. And as the light exhales, as you're exhaling the breath, you drop all that mental chatter. Anything in your mind, you allow your consciousness to drop, drop behind your facial mask, behind, through your neck, through your throat, through your chest, coming to rest in your heart. You might even want to put your hands over your heart center. Do that breath, allowing your awareness to drop into your heart center until you feel yourself there. You know you're there when you absolutely are nowhere else. And feel that light that you've allowed to come and drop down along with your awareness. Fill your heart. Move that heart energy into every cell of your body from top to bottom and side to side. Now that heart energy, which is just ramping up your self-love, moves through your skin and it fills the whole field, the auric electromagnetic field around you with love, love, love. And then you open your eyes and come back. How appropriate. You just quoted the Beatles. Love, love, love. Love, love right. And you can breathe at any time of the day. When you have those thoughts, drop. Drop into your heart. You can also breathe in and out of your heart. Get a heart breath going. I find, because I'm a, what's called a high sensitive, and we're all becoming that, and you definitely with all that Piscean energy, are one. I find that when I go out in the collective, in public, that it's very, very important. Uh-oh. We lost you. We just lost you. We're not hearing you, Claudia. Something happened. Uh-oh. When she turned the ringer off. No, we can't hear you, she honey. She hit something Can't on hear me. you. Can't okay, hear you. Okay, she's going to fix it. Okay. She is muted. And the question here is from Debbie, and she says, why do so many people have trouble during uh, different moon phases? I have trouble against the moon food. And she's going to come back, and she's going to answer that. She will be. She's muted. One of the ways, of the ways that there we, we, go. Oh, there we take go. love from ourselves, yeah. you know, is because we aren't, we are shielding. We're not open. So be sure your auric field is intact. And I'll show, tell you really briefly, Neil, because with your Piscean energy, this is really important. You put your arms out to your sides and feel where your auric field is. Is it beyond your fingertips? Oftentimes, it, with your energy, it can be out the door. So now, I want you from your heart center to just see that energy pulling in to the crook 
in your elbow. Just feel that energy coming in, coming in, all that beautiful self-love just coming in to just a more a more contained field so that you're not privy to everybody else's desires and wants and all that stuff. But do the heart drop. I do it constantly. Like during this show, I just kept dropping. It slows me down. It brings me present. I have a lot of Aquarian energy. My mind moves at light speed and my mouth can do that too. So I have to be very, very careful of that. But use the heart drop. You will find that A, it will keep your health. It'll keep you in good health. Moon and Taurus ruled by Venus. You are double feminine energy. So you're, you're uh, not female, feminine. And oftentimes that can make someone very achievement oriented, very macho oriented. Whereas feminine is just being, being magnetic. So be sure that you're doing your feelization work. And I talk about this on the show. I'm not going to go into this in detail now. But make your, what you want, this 32-foot thing that you want, make it concise and simple because you're going to put three action steps under your intention. So make it simple, a simple sentence. Then close your eyes. Get the breath coming and going. Get a really good picture of what that looks like. Let yourself wander around in it. You know, what are the colors? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? All of that. And then drop into your heart. If you want there already, if you haven't done that already, and step into the picture. Feel what it feels like to have that right now. Because right now you're talking about a function of the mind which doesn't really want you to have it. Because it wants to protect you. It doesn't want new. It wants stat. It wants everything to stay status quo. So you're going to feel what it feels like to be in that picture, fully blown, manifested right now. Then when that phrase comes across your mind that pulls you out of your heart and out of the power of the present moment, which is the only place, by the way, everybody, that power exists in the present moment. And so then you drop back. It takes only a minute. Once you really practice this daily, you'll be able to You feel your feet. You take a breath, you drop, and it's like you're in it. You're feeling what it feels like to have it right now. So you don't have to go, well, when I... Because it's there. It's just that you've agreed to an adventure, an illusion called time and space, which has a journey in store for you to get there. It doesn't want you to miss the adventure or the learning. Quantum jump that puppy. Yeah. Actually, somebody, somebody asked a question. In yeah, the there's, chat. A question, there's a question from the chat, and it ties into something I wanted to ask. So let's go to the question in the chat. This was, published, this was um, posted a while ago, but uh, this is from Debbie G. Schmoley. She says, why do people have trouble sleeping during different moon phases? I have trouble during the full moon, full moon especially. You're not alone. First of all, full light. If you are a light being, and I know that you are, then your light, along with your lymph, your blood, and the water in your body are ramped up to their max at a full moon. In your brain, in your lymphatic system, all of it. So... You are at a culmination point, and the body and the psyche knows that. Whatever has transpired regarding your intention, working with intentions deliberately is such fun and so powerful because wherever 
intention, energy follows intention. So when you start to work with the new moon energy, you'll find that you manifest faster, especially if you work with the theorization technique I just described. But light equals energy. So at a full moon, you have maximum energy. And you may find that this eclipse, that you just don't sleep, you know, because the full moon's going to be at 9.17 p.m., it's a total eclipse, we'll be able to see it from all of America. Tonight? No. On the 15th of May, and on the East Coast, it'll be very, very early Monday morning. But you can go to, uh, you can go to NASA, you can go to different places and see the duration, the path exactly of the eclipse. If you are listening to this from Europe or Africa, it's still going to be seen there, but it'll be like right before, uh, sunrise when the moon is setting. So you won't see the whole show. And you can't look directly at an eclipse, right? You'll go blind. You can look at a lunar eclipse. Yes, you can. It's a solar eclipse that you can't look directly at. This okay. is the and this is the longest duration, eighty four minutes in totality, the longest duration that we will have in this century. So don't miss wow. it. It's going to be in Scorpio. So the actual aspects around the full moon are lovely, but it's in Scorpio, and so the emotional intensity in the six months, particularly following this the next week, et cetera, with Mercury retrograde and all this good stuff going on, it's going to really pop the lid off the boogeyman in the basement. We're going to see a lot of disclosures. Boogeyman in the basement. Yep. That's the dead bodies you were talking about? That's the dead bodies. Well, no, the dead bodies are your... Programming. Your old... What we're being asked to leave behind is the old program, the emotional hurts and wounds and, okay. and the places that we haven't forgiven ourselves or others. Use Ho'oponopono. Everybody, if you're not familiar with Ho'oponopono, you know, um, I'm sorry. Please forgive Please me. Forgive Thank, me. You. Thank you. I love you. I love you. And put that toward anything in your life that you would like, any situation, even if it's like, and you can watch your mind going to, well, I didn't do anything. It's their fault. Da-da-da-da. Ho'oponopono. You know, because you want... Scorpio and Pluto are about the reclamation of energy, reclaiming energy that you've had tied up. So look at this like what I'm showing is a sewer lid. This is so funny. So it's like a sewer lid that you, that, that's been there on the street with cars running over it, your life for years, totally sealed down. Now we have a total lunar eclipse long enough that that puppy pops up and it's going to show you what's in the sewer. What's been floating around down there and creating stagnation in your ability to manifest in your life, to manifest the new earth we want to see, the new world we personally want to live in. So it's, it's, it's a good thing because these things have to come out. And awakening, I know I was saying to somebody the other day who said awakening is, I, I, I'm, she was realizing, uh, there's a movie out called 2000 Mules and she said, I realize how manipulated I've been, how, et cetera. And I said, well, yeah, nobody said awakening wasn't, uh, wasn't going to be uncomfortable. You know, I yeah. mean, it means that we, that we just go like, you, like it, you know, yeah. I, I, I want to jump but in. Make and, a wish. And, and, At the full moon, you make a wish. I just want to remind everybody about that. Like wish. I want to, yes, I, 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 I want to put some spotlight onto Walt. It was Walt's birthday Wednesday. And yeah. I was a Walt. It's a, it's a, it's like a, cool birthday at 65 i mean that's like a okay well it's almost rate of passage really 
That's what, that's what it feels like. It feels like a rite of passage. Yeah, you graduated to something. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what, but uh, you know, they haven't seen the You'll diploma find, yet, but we'll see. You know. You'll find out. <laughs> but yeah. I, I actually have a, a, a question that kind of uh, comes off of what uh, Debbie Schmoley asked about. Uh, you, you made reference earlier to how the moon is, I don't remember how you said it, it's like the clock of the world or something like that. And yet, like you've also pointed out, we live in a world where, I mean, well, time is basically an illusion. So I'm curious, how does the role of the moon as clock play into the role of time as an illusion? Uh, well, I mean, you could even say that, that, that that's an illusion, the rhythms of the moon, except we have uh, living Earth proof with that. So if you look at one of the big things with the cap of Pluto and Capricorn energy, one of the big questions it asks is, where have I allowed external controls, which is where status is seeking of things to elevate us, etc. Um, where, where have I allowed myself to be controlled? Well, time is actually measured in like nanoseconds now. So when you look at the fake calendar that we run to, the fake time that goes along with that because everybody's perception we've all had a moment when time just stretched out oftentimes they use the example of like a car accident where everything just goes in slow motion and then other times they're like wow it uh, time just flew by so we know that it has to do with personal perception if we're not perceiving time it doesn't exist mm-hmm so that's my posit. But with the moon, when you start to follow the cycles and you follow the phases, you'll see that like moon, new moon, moon rises at sunrise, moon set is at sunset. Present phase, 9 a.m., 9 p.m. First quarter, noon, midnight. And, it, and so it goes three hours through the whole cycle until finally you're in the balsamic phase where it's, it rises at midnight, sets at noon. And there's basically no light. You can't, you can't see anything. It goes down to nothing. So I, my, my thing is just try it. Just try incorporating what I call real time natural rhythms into your awareness of life and just see, see what happens. I remember being in LA during a balsamic phase of the moon when I first started this work and I was visiting. And my business partner was there. So I was on the 405. And you, somebody listening might not be familiar, but the 405 is an enormous, massive freeway that's usually like a parking lot. And it runs through all of LA, major feeder. And I was watching people with this parking lot um, set up try to maneuver in and out, in and out, getting nowhere. That's the boss. And I thought, and I started laughing because I was just sitting there relaxed. Because I knew it was the balsamic phase of the moon. And there was no energy to begin anything. So it was a time in, when in an ancient culture, we would have been sitting around a fire, comparing our examples of what the cycle had brought, and going into meditation, and gleaning the wisdom. So I'm not asking, I, I know that we live in a time when you can't throw away the clock, a lot of people. You can't throw away the calendar. But I... I and I will stop with this example. There was a Native American elder, one of the chiefs who's been talking about prophecy now, who was talking about a time 
only 150, 200 years ago. Because remember, electricity came in in the early 20th century. And he said, and at that time, he said, we woke up with the sun, we went to sleep under the moon, and all we had to do when we got up was ask ourselves, what do I want to explore today? Because I knew that my tribe was taking care of the food, and perhaps I would go out and hunt something if that was what I was sharing that day. But just feel what that feels like to have that concept of life, not digital, not a digital um, calendar or clock, but simply the rhythms of sun and moon and you as earth. And that's what working with the lunar rhythms can incorporate in its a sanity that, and, and a true awareness of what's really happening energetically with you in your physical vehicle on this planet. And it will connect you to the planet and it will balance, it will begin to balance your right and left brain hemispheres. You used a word too. Uh, it sounded like balsamic vinegar. What what, what was the word? <laughs> That's the one question I always That's get. Because the only thing that I, you know, every other every other phase makes sense, but I just feel like that must come from you know the balsamic vinegar, sweet and dark, right? So, uh, I love it in, in salad dressing. I just I was trying to make the connection is all. <laughs> well, I feel like like it's that's the time that it represents in the cycle. Okay, is yeah, sweet dark time. Well, okay. I want to I want to jump in because I know we're coming up to closing now, but I wanted to make reference to something. The rhythm of the moon, and this morning I had a guest on where we're talking about the rhythms of nature, the rhythms of the heart, the rhythm of the beat. He's a musician, mm-hmm. so the rhythm of the beat. Rhythm of the moon. So I'm feeling really strongly, obviously, this is a collective message that we've got to get more into the rhythm. If you want things to you want things to manifest, get into the rhythm. Find your rhythm. You know, put some music on, dance, find some rhythm. Yes. If you have no rhythm, pretend until you find it. Just well, do whatever yeah. you gotta do. Shake Just your ass. Do That's what you do. Yeah. Shake your ass. Yeah. Claudia, rhythm vibration question? frequency. Yeah. Uh, line of sight, is it more potent or more powerful to meditate or think in line of sight of the moon or it's just as effective inside of a room than if you're outside on your lawn looking at it, you know, with your eye, you know, which are they, is it, is the effectiveness the same or is it more effective with line of sight? What I would say, first of all, is I want to hear from you next time about how you tried this and what you found. Okay. Okay. Secondarily, the moon is one three hundred thousandth the intensity of light that reaches you as the sun. So that's why you hear about moon bathing. It's a real thing. And it actually does give you light that is harmless compared to the sun. So I personally feel that when I'm when I'm out under the moon itself and I'm really welcoming that fullness in. And as I mentioned, that new moons are for intention setting, full moons are for wishing. So um, I welcome that light into every cell of my body. And I ask because the full moon, full moons are release times in the cycle. They peak, the full moon peaks, and then you release. So a really good ritual to do. And by the way, Scorpio rules the colon. So if you've been fasting or cleansing leading up to this, you might have a really good result. Um, but I tell people, do a brain dump. What do you want to release? 
What do you want to leave behind? And then make a wish. It's like you set your intention, a really concise sentence, not the whole kitchen sink. And, you know, if you, if you have a reading or you know your chart, you'll know where these different events, what area of your life they're impacting. After all, solar eclipse will impact us for six months and then it will imprint for 19 years. Lunar eclipse, six months, 18 years. You don't want to miss these portals. These are portals that pop new light, new awareness, new consciousness. And right now, they are being used. They are being part of our ascension process. No Can you give us a website or something where anyone can go at any time of day to see what's happening up top so they can adjust their thoughts accordingly and capitalize on it? Well, you can go to NASA as far as the actual physical the path of the eclipse, you can go, you know, um, as far as the, the rituals that I'm talking about, that's my stuff. I'll be talking about it on Monday. You make your simple sentence. By the way, just to finish that, you do your release, you do a brain dump, write it all down, and then you burn it. You burn that piece of paper. And as the smoke rises, it's like it's sticky stuff know that it's taking and you can use this for the question you asked previously neil where you you really feel it moving through every cell of your body it's just taking all the stuff you're releasing right with it moving it right out into its native nothingness and then you move into meditation bring that moon in drop into your heart bring that moon into your heart and then you make your wish and you feel it same process get a good picture feel it and then combine that, you put your journal or your piece of paper where the wish is out under the full moon and charge it, tuck it away until the next new moon, and incorporate it in your new moon, which will be in, in, uh, in Taurus. I mean, it'll be in Gemini. So. All right. So Uh-oh. thank you. Oh, no. That was beautiful. It was wonderful. We've come to the end of the show, and I'm going to hand it back over to Walt to close us out. Claudia, you have always, Happy as always, music. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to birthday. you. And everybody watch Claudia on Monday mornings on Spirituality, God Wild, or Moon Lunar Astrology. You could find the links in the chat, and I will see you all next week. Well, that, that that takes care of the question I was going to ask, because I was going to ask how people could find out more about Claudia and, and her work. So you just did that. So that's a beautiful thing. I'm just going to close with one quote. Actually, it's a, it's a singing quote from the great Georgian Ira Gershon. And, and it's, it's basically four lines from one of their most famous songs. I got rhythm. I got music. I got my gal. Who could ask for anything more? And that's pretty much the sum of it. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Happy